Hey, what is up, beautiful people? Thank you so much for tuning in yet again to the podcast. Man, I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in. And I'm sorry for the three to four month delay. Uh, We got caught up with a bunch of stuff. And I just wanted to come on here and tell you that I'm back and we're back. I'm going to try my best to get Get these, get these podcasts out to you as fast as possible. And that being said, if you know anybody whose story should be heard, or if you want to get on this podcast, just shoot me an email at lifewithadamj at gmail.com and we can get you on and your story and your story heard, man. It's you're important. Your story is important. And uh, yeah. So without further ado, sit back and enjoy this podcast. Once again, thank you guys so much for tuning in. I will catch you on the next one. One, two, three, hit me. I wonder what I sound like. I don't know. (laughs) Well, well, you're going to hear yourself today, man. Let me see. Hello and welcome to the Life with Adam and Others podcast. This podcast is dedicated to inspire listeners to become great at what you do. I interview individuals and we talk about their life and the things they do to become successful. I hope this inspires you. Are you ready? Oh yeah, podcast is here. Episode number 11. Make some noise. Come on, come on, come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you're in the car, on the toilet, working out or on the couch, make some noise for the Life with Adam and Others podcast. And I hear you. There you go. There you go. I see you. I, I I hear you. I hear you. Hey, if you haven't already, please subscribe. You know, you know the deal, man. Like it. And if you hear it, man, just share it on one of your social platforms or just or just say, hey, mom, uh, I heard this really cool podcast. Maybe you should maybe you should take a listen. It really helps me out. And I want to say sorry. Just sorry, because we I, I think it's been two weeks since I posted and I have some bad news, but also good news. This this guest is not Janelle. I'm sorry, guys. I'm saving I'm saving my prize and my and my and my my pride my my prize for you guys on another day. But I have somebody super special. This guy right here. He's man. We go way back. We go way back. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, put your hands together. Come on, just do it. Do it right now. Just put your hands together. Come on. This is a pizza loving fairly new father come on i can't hear you come on come on come on just start clapping wherever you are there you go put your hands together for my one and only really good friend matthew gallo (laughs) oh yeah 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 thank you for that introduction man thank you thank you that's what i'm talking about baby so matt you are one of my favorite people you are eccentric you're you're just an amazing guy so i appreciate you for reaching out and saying you wanted to be on the show man (laughs) oh man you guys can't see this but i'm crying i gotta hold back these tears thank you adam (laughs) it's just just so good to hear from you brother in this time of of chaos and this time of just pandemic and this uh man there's so much to talk about yeah Let's go. Let's go, baby. So, you know, in, in the audience, if, if this is a new listener, if they're just clicking or they just they just hearing for the first time. So the purpose of this podcast is to inspire, is to inspire people to become better at what they do 
in their current situation, whether it, whether you're a stay-at-home mom, stay-at-home father, whether you're the president of the United States, or you're a volunteer social worker, whatever it is, I hope that you get inspired by listening to the guests that I have on the show. So that being said, Matteo, why yes, why did sir. you want to come on the show, man? Oh man, I just I know you got a new movement going, you got a voice and I just want to speak to this generation, you know. There's so many people that are down in these times and I just love people. I love to inspire people. I love just to feed them the the fruit of of life. I'm just yeah. tired of seeing everybody just moping around with their head down, with their mask on. You got to take off your mask. Breathe in the good air. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly, bro. Take take your mask out. Take your mask off outside, right? When you're walking around. Actually, uh, just even in the stores, just take a quick breath. Even though it's mandatory in some states, you know, it's freedom. You know, take a breath, say hello. People can't see that smile behind that mask, but. Yes, if if it's mandatory in your state, you gotta follow laws. You know, it's better <laughs> to not get arrested. And- yeah, no, I dude, I was at I was at a Costco and and like because it's a it's mandatory now that everybody who goes into Costco you have to wear a mask. I'm like, okay, that's cool, but I'm like, I'm looking around and I was thinking like nobody can really nobody can see my my expressions. You know what I mean? Or, or like, I can't really read people. Like if I want to say hi to someone, they're like, what, what are you saying? Or, you know, like just by the eye, just looking at the eyes can be sometimes misleading. It's yeah. like, man, I can, it, it's hard for me to talk to someone. Like what the heck is going on here? Yeah. What's, what's wrong with that family? You, you just got that, that kind of face that you, you eat a sour grape and you don't know if they're smiling at you or <laughs> they're making a weird face at you. <laughs> Mommy, that, that, that man's looking at me wrong. <laughs> Hey, I just wanted some gummy bears. You know what I'm saying? Exactly, <laughs> exactly, bro. Talking about family, you're you're you are recently a new father. How is that, man? You, Oz. I, I mean, I, I don't have any kids, man. I, I I realized, you know, looking at you guys, man. You, you and Tobin, Oz. You guys changed, dude. Like big, big time, man. You have to change. It's just it's one of the best blessings you've ever had. And just to be honest, you know my. My son, he wasn't planned by me, but he was planned by God for, for something more greater. And it was just, it was, uh, at the time I was just confused and I was just like, man, I got so much stuff to do. I got the bucket list to do. I'm going to jump out yeah. of airplanes, wrestle alligators, but <laughs> to be real, we never going to do that stuff. And, <laughs> you know, I, I know you got some things on the bucket list and. But yeah, it definitely just changes you and you die to yourself. And it's one of the hardest jobs. It's one of the hardest ministries to get into. But it's so fulfilling that that God just gives you the opportunity to to get that little taste of what he gets to feel. Mm. Uh, just that unconditional love. So That's good. I know we're gonna get we're gonna get super deep into this this podcast right here. It's gonna be so emotional. So I hope you got, you know, the tissue box right next to you. We're gonna laugh, we're gonna cry. And you need those tissues because you need to give it to that person next to you because they, <laughs> they got a they got a they got that booger hanging out right there and it's gonna <laughs> it's gonna bug me the whole time. <laughs> yeah, man. So like like just just being a father, like what 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 can you tell someone who's like like me like what do i have to look forward to 
like as being a dad, because like right now, like Janelle and I, we're planning on having a kid probably in the next, probably a year and a half. Yeah, I think so. Like when she graduates, probably around there, we'll start trying around a year and a, a year and a half from now. But I'm kind of like the closer it is, the more I get nervous and the more I have fear. What do you say to a guy like me? Uh, you're going to have that fear until your your child comes out, whatever it is, if it's a daughter, if it's a son. But once that moment comes, that second just changes you and, you know, you're like, I used to be all about my wardrobe of matching shoes, matching hats yeah. that was for myself, but now it's matching shoes, matching hats, but all that's going to be for my son. And you just want the best for this, this, um, creation that happened. And it's just so wondrous that we can't even understand like our DNA goes into somebody else. And when you're a parent, you get to feel like a, a different spiritual feeling of like, even just like telekinesis, I, I feel when he needs to go to the bathroom, I need to go to the bathroom. When he's hungry for something, then I wow. hungry for something. So it's all connected and, and wow. God gives you that opportunity to to go to like a, a different place that is un, like really undescribable that you can't really, dis, human words can't describe it, but it's just one of the best feelings that you have on earth that you get to feel a little taste of what the Lord gets to feel. Just that unconditional love for all your children that you have. Yeah. That's amazing, man. Like, I guess, yeah, you're saying like unconditional, you know, like it's like without any condition. I mean, it's the definition is in its, in its name. Uh, But it's like, sometimes I think it's hard for people to grasp unconditional love from God or unconditional love from the father. Because sometimes, you know, kids, they grow up with not so good dads. So it's like, why would God let me go through this? Or why do I have such a bad dad? And then in translation, they put that image on God because, you know, he's Abba Father. So it's like they, they have this, they have this just tension with allowing God to father them. And when you say like unconditional love, can you, can you just, can you just describe that to me a little more or to, to just people out there? Because I mean, I think it's, and that's just hard to grasp, dude. Like, cause yeah. I'm not a father yet. You know, I mean, I, I'm married, I'm, I'm a son and I know, I know what that feels like, but it just seems like when people have kids, it's, it's, it's I don't know. It's just different. Yeah. So in this podcast, I'm going to talk tell like my side of the story what helps me i'm not gonna instruct people how to be parents i'm just gonna say what happened to me and maybe you can take away some tips that that'll help you but yes it has to do with uh fatherhood especially like in my place because there's many kids on the street many of my cousins you know they might have grown up without a father and they turn to the streets and you know some gangs might take them on or they might get involved with the wrong crowd but that's where they feel comfortable as a family because they might not get that love at home Mm. and they might feel neglected and hurt people hurt people and if i want to change that i can change it around the world but i need to start with at home where where it's present where god gives me the opportunity to do that first Mm. so it is important to have a male figure 
especially in society nowadays, because speaking from my end, it, it just seems like everybody's getting so sensitive. Everybody's, you know, you can sue anybody for anything nowadays. And that's not what I want my son to, to be or grow up in. But yeah. unfortunately, that's that's the world that we live in. We can't we can't just bubble wrap them and wish for the best and hopes because they need to fall. They need to experience life as, as God makes the free choices or we make the free choices that God gives us the freedom to do it. Cause I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. Mm, yeah. The only perfect one was the one who, who we're chasing after is, is God. If, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus, which is important in any family's life, I'm not going to tell you to quit what you're doing and convert. I'm not here to do that. I'm here to to tell you that God is love. I'm not going to mm. force anything on you, but it's just shining the light. And you need you need structure, you need discipline, and you need faith is what drives um, me to be a good father. Mm. There's a lot of there's a lot of kids that that don't have that. Unfortunately, that have single moms that have to take on both the mom and dad side and they have to work. So it's kind of hard to have all of that at home. And that's where the kids need direction. They need structure. They need discipline. And most kids don't have that. And it's important to be the authority in, in the household yeah. as a father or as a mother, because if you give the the friend zone or the friendship and you want to be best friends with the kids, then that's when you put the authority aside and they stop listening to you. And then you give up your authority, which God gave you to, mm. to instruct this person, which is a child, a baby or a teenager to direct them the right way in life. Cause when you let them go out of that nest, are they going to fall or are they going to crash hard or are they going to fly? Yeah. So it's all up to you. Mm. That's good. Are trying to get all deep now, man? Come on, what's up? I just said oh, describe man. unconditional love. You know, I didn't, <laughs> just like, that. I only got halfway there, so you know that was the shallow end. We're gonna go into the deep end. So you need to get blow up those floaties because we're about to go into the deep end. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so with uh, unconditional love, it's just it's you know you're gonna love this little person that you made that God gave you the opportunity to take care of. That's what I think. Because when I, uh, when my son was coming, I was scared all the way up until delivery day. I was like, I'm not sure if I'm going to be a good dad. That's going to be in every man's heart, every man's mind, no matter how confident you are, that's going to be in the back of your mind. It's going to be in the front of your mind. So as long as you have, you know, that intention of loving this kid, whether they have, you know, if they don't come out healthy, if they come out healthy, if if yeah, you come from a broken family, if you want to fix things in your generation, you're gonna love this kid no matter what. Yeah, and just the the unconditional love comes from just reciprocating that you want to be around this person. Like I feel it right now with the wife. You might feel it right now with your best friends, but it's just a different feeling when it's really just a part of you coming off and it's 
you know, it, you have to be a parent to really understand that. And I know you and Janelle will get to experience that someday. My brother's about to yeah. get to experience that. So Johnny, I'm shout out. Super, super psyched for that. Yeah, super excited. Super excited about that, man. Have, how, how is how is like being the older brother, like having a son now? Like, how is this? How is that whole transition? Is is Johnny asking you a bunch of questions? Like, man, hey, what are you doing this? What are you doing that? Or is Johnny like, oh, I know what I know what I'm going to do? Oh no, he's he's just gonna. You're gonna throw him in the deep end. He's got to swim on his own. He hasn't really. <laughs> I don't think it's really hit him yet. It doesn't really hit you until it's like coming out or. It's time to pop. I know, man. That's what people say, dude. They're like, when you get there, it's just, it's completely different. Like Tobin, I, like anybody I spoke to, they're just like, man, it it just completely changed your life. I was like, what? I I, I don't get it, man. I don't get it. Tony was talking about it too. It's just like everybody I see with kids is just like, man, their, their life has completely changed. It's, it's amazing, bro. It, it, it really is. It, It, like you said earlier, it's a, it's a small taste of the, unconditional love the father has for us and i and i'm excited to potentially have some children so yeah man you just got to be prepared for anything because it's just as you go it's experience after experience because you can read all the books you want it's like taking a test in school you can study that review and you know you have one through 19 memorized but you get the test and 19 through one is all mixed in in there. And then you just freeze up. That's pretty much like <laughs> how life is. Yeah. And it just comes at you. You got to You got to know some stuff and then just go with it. Just go with it. Is, but, is there anything that you can, that your son can do for you just to be like, ah, uh, like, you know what I mean? Like not love him. I know it's a stupid question, but I mean, I don't know. Never, man. Never. That's, that's, that's just, what I want to hear right there unconditional love you just there's nothing that can change your mind Mm. and that's just that's like whenever you have faith and you're a parent and you just sit down and really like smell the flowers that's that's what children do is they they help stop the world like it's in slow motion so you have to enjoy the little things in life like people walk by and they're passing this ant crawling on this worm but my son stops and he sees this and he's like whoa and this is like so amazing to them and just looking at the world like for the first time at everything the green trees the bark on the trees the the turtle climbing the trees you know they'll notice something like that and and just as grown-ups, you just lose your imagination, you lose creativity, you lose the inner child in you that, mm. that keeps you so so pure at heart that, that God puts in your mm. That's good. What so can you so for those of you who don't know, man, that was powerful. Matt is like a super creative individual. You're you're what I call a, just a just a creative. You make these amazing paintings. Um, like, where do you draw that creativity from? Like, have you ever thought to look through your son's eyes? Like, do you, do you picture yourself looking through your son's eyes sometimes? Like, because I know you mentioned how he sees the world in it. And like, now that since you had your son, I've, I've heard you speak in that way. Like, man, I see the, I see the world kind of through how he sees it now. Like, yeah, that's, 
that is a huge part in any creative process. And I like to call myself an artist of all trades because, you know, I help do girls hair, you know, cosmetology. I kind of just take that risk. If I can't feel like I can, I can grow in different crafts, then I don't feel like it can move on to any next level in anything I do in a job and hobbies and being a father. I just push myself to the next limit, get out of the comfort zone. So I use the world as my canvas and I'm starting to get into try to learn about songwriting, about music, about poetry, about painting, because God gave me the vision of all this is boasting for God. So glory to God and everything I say. Amen. And everything that I say is coming from him. And I wouldn't be able to have this creativity because I'm just, I'm pretty much just dust without his breath. So mm. um, I wanted Ezekiel to be a part of this gift of vision that God gives me. And I just thought before, you know, I was just sharing dreams that I get with friends or things that I put on paintings. I thought that was just the vision, but as I listen to my Holy father, God, so father's a big thing in this podcast today. Um, as I listen to the father, I have to sit and, you know, Jesus went to isolate himself all the time to listen to the father. He would study, he would listen, he would be obedient. And that's what I want to be as a son to my father. Mm-hmm. And as Ezekiel's father, I want him to do that. So I wanted him to be in this vision or movement of my life as a creativity. And that's where he got his name Ezekiel from, because Ezekiel was a prophet that had a vision of heaven and was obedient to God as well. So I wanted that to be a big name, not to be, you know, a, a put down for any Cowboys fans. His name is Ezekiel, but it's after the prophet, not Ezekiel Elliott, you know, because I run with that green and gold. Man, get out of here. (laughs) Green Bay trash. (laughs) I had to throw that in there. Heck no, that's not going to be welcome on this podcast. It's only Cowboys Cowboys fans. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm just playing, man. But Green Bay is one team I just do not like. (laughs) Oh, man. Those are hard workers, man. Hard workers. Nah, nah, man. Green Bay. Bears. <laughs> I love the Bears. Bears are my oh, second man. team. Now you're just going downhill from here, man. I know they're in downhill. your downhill. Con- they're in your division. They're in your conference. But just Green, Green Bay, bro. I I I just nah. next next topic here. No, next topic. <laughs> no. Uh, back, back to Ezekiel. Back to Ezekiel. Yeah. Um, so I wanted him to have a powerful name. I know he was gonna have my last name, which is uh Gallo, which means rooster in in Spanish, translated to English. And uh, you usually hear the rooster crow in the morning. So we're the first to wake up. So I was just like, man, he's got to be the first to do stuff. And it just goes deeper into just my vision. So I said, he also has to have a powerful nickname, but I have to throw a sense of humor in there. So I was just like, okay. His first initial is E. His last initial is G. Let's just throw another G in there so he can be a little egghead. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, nah, that was a joke. But <laughs> I, I just I just looked to God and I said, God, just give me like a powerful name. And um, just sat on it for, for a little while, for a couple of days. And then I got Gabriel, which was the angel that brought the, the news to Mary that she was going to bear a child. And Jesus was going to come. So that 
that's where he gets his middle name. So his name is Ezekiel Gabriel Gallo. So he's going to be a strong, independent, and just leader in his own way, uh, as most of the Gallos are. Hey, man. Yeah, definitely. Your dad, man, he's a, he's a, he's a leader for sure. Johnny, he's a leader for sure. He's going to grow was, up. Uh, what was the first impression that you got from my dad when, when you first meet him? <sighs> kind of like a stand up, like a stand up guy. You know, one that's one that I have to hold my head up high to and I have to stand with the correct posture. <laughs> you know just yeah. like a really authoritative but but like when you begin to talk to him it's just really gentle and it's right. it's but he has just like really nice aura about him um just right off the bat you can tell he's uh he he has intelligence because those who 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 are quick to listen it seems you know are are very wise and and I and when I looked at him I was like man I bet he has an amazing wife and that is your mom. And she is an amazing woman. So Oh. Shout out to my parents. Shout out to the parents. Yes, because without a great wife, a man is nothing. No, I'm just kidding. But they have a big they have a they That's, have they have a big what what? Uh you should be a you know a bookmark maker or something. <laughs> what is it? What's the saying? With every behind every great man, there's an even even more powerful woman. I think. Yeah, because if she's not in the kitchen, then uh, we're just relying on some macaroni oh and cheese gosh. and ramen. <laughs> no, nah, dude, you better learn how to cook. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> there's a, there's probably a woman out there saying that man is hiding um, his insecurities with his humor. He needs to stop. <laughs> no, I, I just like to have fun in life. Yeah. If you if you see me. Like right now, I'm just a little puffy. So I, uh, just to paint a picture, I look like Maui from Moana. <laughs> so you're, you're a little puffy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had some, uh, memory foam inserted on my sides. So it looks like I'm fat, but I'm not really fat. It's just so you can remember me with the memory foam. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. This dude right here. Remember him with the memory fall. So you so you saying you put on a few pounds, bro. From the last time I saw you? Uh, you could say that. But my dad said, you know, you can't do anything half um halfway. You just need to go on full <laughs> way. So if, if I was gonna get that dad bought, I wasn't just gonna eat one cheeseburger. I gotta have all the three. So, you know, I'm an overachiever. <laughs> there you go. Hey, I like that, bro. You're gonna go hard and go hard at it, right? <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. Hey man, we're going to, uh, we're going to switch gears here real quick. I want to ask you a little bit, a, a little bit about your past, a little bit about like, you know, what made Matt, Matt Gallo who he is today. So what are, what are like, what, what would be a, a regret or what would be one of the biggest lessons you've learned? Let's say in high school, like what was that? Or, or what was that one moment that really like changed your life? Um, just over the years, just learning that I don't have anything that I would regret. I just have falls that I get up from. Mm, that's it's good. just, um, just looking back. Cause I had a dark past. Um, I think if you have trouble with something, you need to find the source. Like 
for me, I got cheated on in high school with what I thought was going to be my high school sweetheart and just yeah. plan everything out. But everything doesn't plan out as you turn, you know, turn that hamster wheel and you're just going to trip and you're going to fall. But I think um, just holding on to something like that could also affect your relationship down the road with not just um, potential spouses, but can affect the way that, because I got cheated on and then I just said, you know, I'm, I won't be in a relationship. I'm just going to be a playboy. I'm not going to settle down. So I still kind of have that mentality until I can really shake the source and just rely. So I asked, you know, my brother-in-law why he married my sister. I asked my brother, how do you know his wife was the right one? I asked my dad, how do you know? And I even asked you, um, in a taco shop, I was, I was just like, how do you know that oh, yeah. Janelle was the one, like, you're going to spend the rest of your life with this person. I just, it was just hard for me to comprehend with, you know, with the influences in society with, you know, like a reality show of like Jersey shore where a hookup is a hookup. And that's something that I would, I would want to change is like find the source of whatever problems that I have and just go back mm. and you got to let go of those anchors. If you want to sail the world with your first mate, you just got to drop those anchors as you go. Because if you let those anchors hold you back, then you're just going to be swaying side to side. Mm. So, so do you think you know what those anchors are or are you saying you don't know what those anchors are? I do know after, you know, time and, and wisdom and, um, just hurt. But I think everybody has to go through that to, to really get stronger. But, um, you can't hide the, the truth. You can't hide the insecurities. They're going to come to the surface eventually. And yeah, until, until you can get rid of those and you can't really move on. So I know what some of mine are. And if you talk to me, I'm a very trans person, uh, transparent person. So you'll see right through me. I, I talk to you when I talk to you, I look at your eyes, I look into your soul. So I can just really trust you because, you know, that's something that I learned from my sister is if you can change somebody's life in two seconds, you have that opportunity because you might not ever see them again. So even a, a smile at a person in locking eyes can change their life. And that's a smile that they, they might've needed for that day. Yeah. So if you wouldn't mind sharing, like what are, what are, what what is one of those i guess blocks what are what are one of those mental blocks that you have um or you had or you're still struggling with i think i think i'm still struggling with uh just commitment issues and for me it wouldn't be fair to to get into a relationship just because i feel alone I would want to do it and with intentions that I want to eventually marry this person and just pray to God that he leads me to the right woman because I'm not going to do it because everybody else tells me to, because they're not going to marry that woman. I'm going to do it. Yeah. But that's, I think commitment is one of the ones because at that time when I was in, I was fresh out of high school, um, that girl had cheated on me. 
And then I was going through back surgery. So I was taking all these medications. Yeah. Then I had a near death experience where I, all those medications clashed. My heart stopped and wow. I collapsed in, in front of my parents' uh, house. My parents tried to perform CPR on me and they got no response. And I woke up in an ambulance. But in that time that I was unconscious, I, um, I believe I went up to heaven and saw Jesus and heard him say, it's not your time, son, you have more to accomplish. And that was something that definitely shook like my walk with Jesus. And I said, I need to get right because I felt something that I haven't felt before. And it felt like a new chance, a new me. But I was at the bottom, the like the bottom pit of my life, what I thought. Yeah. So I was like, something's got to give, something's got to change. So after all that stuff, I was I was depressed, so they let me on antidepressants, and then I got addicted to, to painkillers, and I felt like I needed to take these to be numb from any pain. Mm. Nobody is, nobody's going to experience this pain that I am right now. And then um, my sister just shared some dark secrets with me, only me, that she hasn't told anybody else, and I felt a different connection there. And then my mom started to tell me, to to start to read Job in the Bible and that that book just changed my life and yeah. outlook and stuff. So I was like, man, this guy had the worst of the worst. And there's so much stuff that you can complain about, but you shouldn't complain because God gave you the chance to breathe today. He gave you the chance to walk. He gave you the chance to touch, to see, to to feel. And that's something that we take for granted every day and we're complaining about you know being in quarantine but really this quarantine i i see everything as a positive thing where in this quarantine yeah we weren't getting money but is that the real important things in life it's spending time with family that you prayed for that it's your choice to to spend time with family, not to to go to your own room and binge on Netflix while your kids are on their phone and playing video games. God gave you that opportunity to focus on family, to 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 work on unity, to just to to love each other again. And God, you know, there was no sports, there was no bars, there was no distractions in life. So this was a chance to focus on Him. So I look at everything as a positive situation to where God gave you the chance what are you doing with the time yeah you you know it's it's people's choice to do what they want but i just look on the positive side of life and that's why i try to uplift and inspire because i was depressed and you know i was popping pills i could have lost my life but jesus gave me another shot and he said you have more to do and with that purpose he wants me to lead people to him and just teach people about love and little did I know that I was going to love something more than I love myself, mm. which happened to be my son. Mm, that's good. So how, how does like where, I mean, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to attack you right here, but how, like, since you've learned, I, I know like, you know, having that near death experience, we talked about that before that, that is super powerful. I want to go even deeper on that one, but like, how, how come, like, why do you think like, like, how does, com- how are the commitment issues still like affecting you? You know, like, like, why can't you just let it go? I don't know, man. <laughs> it's, 
it's, I'm not trying to be, be I'm not trying to be like, no, 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 no. I just it's, really want to know. I'm like, man, you, you have, I, I feel like you have like so much going for you, but it's like, just let it, like, why can't you just let it go? You know? Like, yeah. Uh, no, as, as of right now, you're like a major tool that's, you know, that's picking at that, that, uh, that bolt that needs to be twisted off or that needs to be changed. And to, to tell the truth, it's more of a selfish ambition to say, like, you know, in my mind, I can say I'm still young. I don't know if I want to settle down. Mm. It's just more on me than it is for the bigger picture. You know, I, I would like in the bigger picture, I would want to find somebody that I can settle down so I can show my son that there, there is, um, there needs to be unity in the family or there's a lot of broken families out there that just use excuses. And that's what leaves kids to, to just doing stuff on their own, whether it's good or bad. Yeah. And, uh, it's just really like a selfish part in a way that I can truly say that's, that's the truth. That's good. That, that I just want to, you know, I want to be free spirit and, you know, I want to date other girls or, get their resumes to be my wife down the road. But really in my mind, is that good for me? But that's some, something that's still like written in my script of my life that I'm writing, but that's not what God has planned for me. So it just depends if I'm looking for what God wants for me, or that's why I say it's a selfish aspect because I'm going after desires. If I still want to date or still want to be young at heart and free, that's yeah. a selfish aspect instead of looking at, you know, what's best for my son, what's best for my walk, what's best for my family down the road. Because initially I'm going to get married to this woman, not my family. My son's not going to marry this woman, but yeah. she has to love my son. So there's just a, a bunch of different kind of factors that go in. But um, to sum it up, it's just an alf- uh, a selfish aspect that, that I haven't let go. And that's one of the anchors that's that's pulling me down. So mm. I know I I can admit that. Damn, that's strong, bro. I hey, I appreciate that. Thank you, thank you for being honest. Because I know a lot of people, you know, deal with they still. I mean, I still have, I still have some. I wouldn't say walls, but I mean, I, I guess everyone in their in their mind has some sort of wall up. Maybe not, yep. but I mean. I guess it's just in context of what, what we're actually talking about. And in, and, and in this context, we're talking about relationships, but I don't know. I just, I appreciate you being, being real and being vulnerable about that. You know, even though like you're a believer, even though you, you know, you're, you know who your father is and, and you're, you're a Christian. Uh, sometimes we as believers struggle with different areas of our life. And I appreciate your uh, vulnerability, man. Would you like, like to share with the class some of yours? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. Okay, share what? Ask me a question. Ask me a question. And see if see if I can answer it. Because I'm always asking people questions. But what do you? Yeah, throw something. Throw something at me. Um, what do you see as one of your anchors right now with just your life in this moment? With even with the new move. You got to be accustomed with something. What's something that Adam doesn't 
didn't like at first, but he knows that it's a risk that he has to take to move on to the next level. Oh, that's good. That's a good one, man. Honestly, um, you know, moving here was, was a fear I had, but I wasn't, I wasn't scared to move because I knew everything was going to be okay. Um, but the fear of the unknown, you know, leaving, leaving my job in sales where I was climbing that ladder and I knew like, oh man, this is, this is pretty cool. But the, I guess the fear of the unknown, like coming here, man, I don't, I like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm I'm not going to have a job. I can do all these different things, but God, what do you want me to do? And I guess to add on to that fear is I've always wanted to get my, like, like a solid degree. Right. And in the back of my mind, like I knew that this moving here would be a great opportunity for me to go back to school. And, um, I right as of right now, before we got on this podcast, I've been studying for some IT certs, IT certifications, but I, I'm in, I am, I'm in the process of talking with the, uh, admissions counselor, but I haven't made that full commitment to enroll into school. Right. I kind of, uh, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to get this cert first and then I'm going to enroll in school. I know I'm going to do it, but I guess there's this fear that maybe I'll fail and I won't get my degree, but I know I will because like I'm a hard worker, but like, I guess there's that fear of like the unknown and there's that fear of, of commitment. Yeah. I guess commitment coming back up now is that fear of like, man, going into school, writing papers, this and that, where it's like, I'm, I'm going to be 30 next week, you know? And I'm like, Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good, man. Be 30 years old. Five year anniversary. But with that fear, I mean, like, I'm super excited to to face this. I'm super excited to face this to say, you know what? I've been saying this for like seven years now. Like, man, I need to get my degree. I need to get my degree. And I guess just I guess that that's that's what it is. It's just like the fear of the unknown and the fear of saying yes to finally getting that degree, finally getting that degree in something that I know will provide food for my family in the future so right on but i mean it's it, it. it's good bro it, it it's really good it's a, it's a great time well you got a chiller right here man that's that's the beauty of being a parent is what they don't tell you in school is when you become a parent you take on every occupation in the world you got to be the cheerleader you got to be the nurse whenever your kid falls you gotta put the (laughs) band-aid on you gotta you gotta be the architect in building with the lego blocks you gotta do everything man you can think of be the disciplinarian and Mm. i think that's that's one of the hardest but that's the most fulfilling because without discipline i wouldn't be successful where i am without you know my my father my earthly father disciplining me because i feel like if you don't have discipline, which doesn't necessarily mean like spanking your kid, but just having discipline and a structure and something that they can follow on every day. If, if they're not brushing their teeth at the same time, they might just fall out of loop and then get to do whatever they want. But if, if you set that tone, even 
as adults, you know, waking up and making your bed, you have accomplished more than 50% of America. You've done some things. So once you start your day off, <laughs> yeah, day that's off true. With accomplishing something, then you can feel like you can accomplish something. And then you start with the, with a winning streak and just find out positive things throughout the day and say, I woke up five minutes earlier yep. today than I did yesterday. So I got five more minutes of life than yesterday. Yep. Yep. That's good. And, you know, I, I always revert to, to my Holy Father. It even says in the Bible and Proverbs, it just says, don't fall to discipline or don't fail to di- discipline your children. They won't die if you spank them. Like it's physical discipline but it may save their life. That's in Proverbs. And that's, that's part of the manual that I follow as Man, a parent. So there, there is answers to everything in that Bible. And especially for parenting, it's okay to spank your kids. And it says, you're going to save your life if you don't. But you know, that's something that I want my son to learn. Cause that's something that set me straight. You know, I have discipline that makes me a hard worker yeah. I got spanked, spanked when I was a kid. That's why I'm still intimidated by my dad. But that's good because yep. Yep. you need you need to fear the Father God because he's. You can't just say Jesus is my homie. That's kind of like a. It's kind of like a derogatory phrase to say Jesus is my homeboy. He's not your homeboy. He's your father. He's, he's your father. Your provider. Yeah. He's your creator, and you need to fear the Father because he can. You know, he can. He doesn't have to let you wake up. Mm. He made everything. He can take everything away. And, you know, he got angered with the flood of Noah and he promised that he was going to do that again. But to promise to to always love and that goes back to unconditional love of just going back to, to fatherhood. He's always going to love you. And it's it's not till you look at kids that you notice everything is is just connected and what God has made to praise himself, because when you worship, what do you do? Or just a freedom of expression. You're, there's yeah. a song that's going, people feel like they need to submit. They have freedom. So they raise their hands towards, yep. towards the stage or towards the father. And then what happens when a kid falls and he goes to his father, his hands are raised up because he wants to be, comforted by the father so it's all intertwined in this you know in this deep realm of of thinking that people can't understand on the earth Mm. which is part of my job to help you guys see like the bigger picture in life Mm. so let that sink in for a couple seconds (laughs) yeah yeah that's good so would you say you got you got these revelations from being from being a father yourself or are you just, or is just what, what's coming from reading the word? Uh, a little bit of both, just opening your eyes and just um, being still and knowing that he is God because um, just go outside and just feel the wind in your face. And it's like a hug. And I just get to explore everything with my son. He gives me another excuse to, to be a kid again and just enjoy life and whatever I do. And sometimes I find myself watching cartoons and, I forget that he's not there and he's actually at my parents' house. And then they're just like, why are you watching cartoons? I said, I was watching them with Zeke. And they said, no, you're not. You're watching them for yourself. And I said, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm eating cereal for dinner, eating cold pizza for breakfast. You know, <laughs> It's awesome being a kid. There you go, man. I love that. I love that, bro. Just being a kid, having that, that kid mind. 
Okay, so let me turn the tables real quick. What do you say to a person who who just doesn't believe in what you're saying? <laughs> who doesn't believe in God? Doesn't believe in Jesus? Bye. Bye. See you later. Hey. No, I just say. No, for real, like, what what do you say to them? Because there's people I know. There's, I mean, bro, there's people that just struggle. Just they yeah. just struggle in life, and you can be told something so many times, but it's like, man, forget that. I'm not gonna. I don't care what you say. What do you tell that? What do you, what do you what do you Matt Gallo? What do you say or Gallo? How how do you say your last name? Gallo or Gallo? It depends on where you're at in the world. If you're in like towards the Mexican side, you know what I'm saying? It turns into Gallo a, a little Y with the two two L's. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> up Gallo. north, going to the South Dakota, North Dakota, up there is Gallo. <laughs> Gallo. So, what do you say to them? What do you say to them? What do you say to that person? Personally, when I go up to a person and I want to start talking to them, I don't find out what they do for work. I don't find out what they've done in their life. I find out their passion. What do they love? Mm. What's something that they love to do? What is their passion? So that's, that's how you initially connect with people and going through all these falls, all these experiences in your life. Then you get the chance to to connect with the person on that sense. So if their passion is, is dancing, I used to dance in high school going a little bit off topic. Me and Adam used to have not only <laughs> dance, not only dance battles, but dance wars. You know what I'm saying? We, we lost a lot of good people in those days. Yeah. <laughs> those are fun, the, bro. Hallway. Yeah. Yeah. He lost some, so he didn't want to talk about it. I was going to say, I was going to say, that. I was, you brought it up. I, I don't remember ever losing. <laughs> <laughs> is what you like to say. Yeah. But going back on topic, just <laughs> if you if you start the conversation with not only something that they love, but complimenting a person could uplift their day and just open up and give you that trust for even if it's a two minute conversation or ten minute or hour or ten hours, you find that connection with what they love to do. And then that's when you can gain their trust and you can say, Well, this is very nice talking to you. I love talking to you. I thank you for the opportunity for opening up in in your demons or in your happiness or your time of struggle or whatever they're talking about, whatever you connect with them. And then that gives you the chance to to open the door and say, do you have a faith? May I pray for you? If they say no, then, you know, if they walk off, that's their choice. And you just love them, mm. love on them, but you just pray for them right after that and just say, God, I want you to rock their world amazingly in a most awesome way that they only get to experience you and get to experience love in that way. That way you don't, you know, force something on them. You don't make them feel uncomfortable. You find out what they love and yeah. then that's where you connect. That's good. That's good, bro. I love that. That's a good answer, man. I appreciate I, I appreciate that. I appreciate your honesty. And I appreciate just how loving you are, dude. I, I, I really, over the years, I didn't know because I, I always thought you were bitter about me beating you and dancing. But <laughs> <laughs> I always thought you were a little punk. Nah, but no, nah, dude, I, I, I really honor and respect your, your just love that you have. And I really love the fact, I, I really admire how you see the world. You know, I love how you see the world through the kit, the, the, the lens of a child, like the just exploring, being creative, watching cartoons, you know, eating pizza in the morning, which 
you know, people do. It's just, I, I, I think, I think that's, I think it's cool sometimes just to have that, that, that lens in life, because sometimes we can get so wrapped up in making the big bucks, so wrapped up and so focused on your goal, which that is good. It, it's, it's phenomenal to be focused, but at the same time, it's like at what cost, you know? So I just, I love, man, I love that you, that you see the, I love how you see the world and I, and I appreciate you, you coming on the show and I appreciate you just being yourself and being vulnerable with us. Um, and I'm going to, man, I, there's so much more to talk about, dude, but we're, we're coming up on that, coming up on that mark. Uh, I want to, I want to switch gears here, bro. And another thank you. Thank you for helping me with, if you guys don't know, so Jenna and I just bought a house. We bought a house uh, last year and I had to get all this flooring. <laughs> it was a lot of flooring and I hadn't spoke to Matt. I hadn't spoke to you in, in a while, really. And I called you up one day or something and yeah. I asked you if you could help me get these, all this flooring for our house. It was like 1600 square feet. Not huge, but it was a lot of flooring, right? And you helped me out, bro. So I wanted to say this publicly. Thank you for being that one person who went with me to, where do we go to? Nebraska Furniture Mart to pick up, yes, sir. To pick up that, uh, that flooring, bro. I appreciate it. And the house is done. If you want to go check it out, you should, go, you should actually go check it out. Go say hi to my parents. Yeah. <laughs> no free, no free brand deal. So Nebraska Furniture Mart, you got to sponsor Mr. Adam Johnson. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sponsor, sponsored by Nebraska Furniture Mart. But hey, here <laughs> we're gonna do these rapid fire questions, man. I love this addition that we have, adaptation addition that we have on this uh, podcast now, dude. So rapid fire. Do you know how to play the rapid fire game? Uh, I don't have any matches, so <laughs> <laughs> yes, I'm ready. All right, you're ready. You're ready. I'm, ready. I'm just going to ask you a series of questions and all you're going to do is answer them. Whatever comes to your mind first, whatever, whatever comes to your mind first. Ready? Five, four, three, two, and one. one. What? Zero. Yeah, zero. What color is your toothbrush? Purple. <laughs> Who do you admire the most? My dad, my son. What is your dream job? To be a sumo wrestler. <laughs> okay. What is your favorite hobby? To everything art. Describe yourself in three words. Fluffy, jolly, heavy. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, uh, uh, what is your favorite joke? This one. (laughs) (laughs) What is your biggest addiction? Love. When you dance, you look like? Michael Jackson. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) One more. One more. What is your lifelong dream? To change the world for better. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Rapid fire with Matthew Gallo. Hey, there were some some curveballs in there. I know. I I wanted to keep going, but I'm like, nah. I gotta. I I gotta. I gotta. I gotta gotta shorten it up. But man, dude, we're already we're already up at that mark, man. I think we're over. I think we're about around an hour right now. And once again, bro. 
thank you so much for for reaching out and saying you wanted to be on this podcast and i just thank you for for going with the flow and and just answering and being so vulnerable you you and i both know there's so much more that we could talk about and um yeah we'll have to get you back but is there anywhere the listeners anywhere they can find you do you have like an instagram do you have an email do you have something in that such in that matter yes if you guys are in Carrollton, you can follow me you just got to look for the back of my head and my son <laughs> no i'm just kidding uh at instagram uh redeemers art um just dm me if you want some custom art i can work something out and just uh check out my son and appreciate my sister which she's now in heaven but that's for another podcast yeah that's for another podcast that is appreciate her well brother once again thank you matt for coming on the podcast ladies and gentlemen put your hands together for matthew gallo yeah 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 and adam and others and adam and others podcast and we are out ready that will conclude this evening's entertainment 